0: From the heart of the Forest City, focusing on the biggest stories in London, this is the Craig Needles Podcast. Now, here's your host, Craig Needles. Yes, it is the Craig Needles Podcast at ClassicRock981.com, LondonNewsToday.ca, and wherever it is you get your podcast, The Craig Needles Podcast is brought to you by Clearview Auto Glass. And I want to talk about environmental issues today, which is something we do from time to time on the podcast. And I want to talk about greenwashing. What exactly is greenwashing? I wanted to explore that because sometimes companies are going to present themselves as something they're not. Not just environmentally, but in all sorts of different ways. And I, being a cynical guy, I think that sometimes they might be doing it on purpose. I want to chat with Dr. Ren Montgomery about that. Ren's an associate professor of sustainability at Ivy Business School and has been kind enough to join us on the podcast to talk about this. Dr. Montgomery, thank you so much. Glad you could do the podcast with us today.
1: Craig Uh, thanks so much so nice to meet
0: you and so nice to be here yeah Uh, so you've done a report on something called greenwashing tell us what greenwashing is before we get into what's in the report
1: well, you know, as you did the intro, I was just thinking, it's the opposite of having a clear view out your wind yeah. field.
0: So,
1: <laughs> so when companies sort of uh, try to confuse you, obfuscate things, blur it a little bit. So we talk about it as being, you know, technically any communication that misleads people into believing the company is more environmentally friendly than it actually is. So they're trying to make you think they're doing a lot more of the products better, etc. Um, in terms of kind of uh, layman or woman's terms, I like to think of it as that, you know, saying walk the talk. This is companies that are doing a lot of talking, but not quite as much walking.
0: Yeah, that's uh, a good way to phrase it. And I know there's a couple of examples in the report. Do you want to just sort of outline some of those for us just so maybe the, that'll paint the picture better for some folks?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, there's been many famous ones um, I think people often uh, think of BP or British Petroleum that came out with some amazing sustainability advertising and it was all about beyond petroleum. And then we found out they had the, the famous Deepwater Horizon disaster. We found out that a lot of their, their practices were not at all sustainable. They weren't really making much progress. And this the, the renewable energy piece of their portfolio was a very, very small, small piece of that. Um, sometimes we even see companies spending more on the advertising campaign, telling us how green they are than they actually spent on their green, you know, projects or products, which is kind of scandalous.
0: Yeah, that's certainly frustrating. And I think that it's... Not necessarily difficult to spot in some cases. I'm looking through the report here and uh, and looking at some of the different uh, elements uh, when it comes to you know supporting information as an example. If you if a company is saying hey look these are all our green initiatives and you go to their website or wherever it happens to be and there's nothing that really backs that up from a numbers perspective or even a, a page explaining why it's green, then maybe that's a, you know as we get into the colors here maybe that's a red flag, right?
1: yeah yeah absolutely no i want to see you know everything backed up somewhere so if they're saying you know they're going to be net zero or they're saying this is carbon negative we see all these claims on products show me the goods you know um i want to be able to find some numbers to to actually prove that that's right um better yet i'd like a a third party to have checked that out you know gone in just like we do with with our uh, financial accounts have somebody go in and say yes they're actually doing what they say they're doing so
0: yeah what, like i, I know that there are obviously very clear reasons why this is an issue but what what is the biggest problem that comes from this in your estimation from from companies doing this greenwashing
1: yeah that's a, a fantastic question and i think it's at different levels so i think you know, as you were saying, as consumers, we're often just frustrated, right? You go up to, you know, buy some clothes. You'd like to do something that's a little bit more sustainable. You hear that clothing has an impact. So you try to do the right thing. And then you find out later that you've actually just kind of been tricked, right? There was just a green tag on it, maybe some pretty leaves, a picture of a bee. But the product isn't actually sustainable. So you've tried to put your money, you know, where your values are. But then you find out that that you weren't able to do that because the company was fooling you. So that's really frustrating as an individual. But I also think, um, or I know, that a lot of these uh, policies or or practices at a higher level are delaying needed climate action. So we don't understand uh, what companies are actually doing, how green they are, how green they aren't. And this has delayed uh, our ability to tackle climate change.
0: Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's part of it too. Things that we think are more climate friendly that are not climate friendly. If we're, do, if we're doing those things under the guise that they are, that is just going to keep us spinning our tires, uh, essentially.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and we see the vast majority of us, you know, care about the earth, care about animals, care about our children's future and want to do something right when we spend our money. So this is just kind of confusing those signals. We're we're unable to, um, you know, put our our money where our, our values are like we'd like to.
0: I, I'm looking at uh, the report here, and there are you know the the common forms of greenwashing, and th- a lot of these make a, a, a lot of sense. You know, making broad or poorly defined claims, uh, you know, misleading symbols, which you define here as visuals, exaggerate the organization's greenness. Very sort of talked about having you know the little plans or the little bee on the packaging, whatever <laughs> it is. Uh, there's also inconsistent organizational practice, so acting environmentally in some arenas but not others. And you mentioned the 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 BP example, but I I'm sure there's a lot of other ones where it says, "Oh yeah, look, we're the we're the green company, we do this, but at the very same time they're doing stuff sort of, you know, behind the curtain that is uh, the opposite of green, right?"
1: Absolutely. There's so many of those. And the one that a lot of people might be familiar with right now is that you know, beautiful Apple ad that came out about the Apple Watch, and there was Mother Earth, and it's a, a really impressive uh, piece of marketing. You know, it really really hits home if you care about these things and you're worried about the future. Um, but a lot of people are saying, well, you know, the company's not doing as well on the rest of their their environmental impact. They're doing quite well on one product, on the the Apple Watch. They're trying to really improve that. But how about the rest of their behavior? So they're they're trying to focus you in on one thing that they are doing well on, when maybe the rest of the company isn't quite up to that standard. So it starts to blur, blur those lines a little bit. So that's been quite controversial. Great ad though, if yeah. you want to go watch it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice ad, but yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes doesn't always uh, represent what's really going on. Uh, you also have political spin in here, and I wanted to underline that one because I thought that was interesting. Uh, Boasting green commitments while lobbying against environmental laws is kind of the short, uh, uh, the, the short little piece that you have along with political spin. Uh, I I'm going to go out on a limb and say there's a lot of companies that do that.
1: Yeah, that's that's huge, um, and we certainly have that in Canada. A lot of that happening in the U.S. Uh, too, where you know obviously the lobbying laws are, are a little more open Um, and this also often happens through something like a trade association so a company may say it's really sustainable it's really green but then it belongs to uh, a big organization that's lobbying against climate policy Um, so sometimes the large chambers of commerce in the us for example have been really strong against uh, tighter climate regulations, but there's lots of individual members who are trying to say they're sustainable. So it's kind of like, okay, let's align those things. I, I think for companies um, and for people looking at companies, just look for that alignment. You know, are they being hypocritical? I don't like friends who are hypocritical, so <laughs> why would I want to support companies that are also being hypocritical to me?
0: Yeah, no, that uh, that makes a lot of sense. So I, I want to know from a consumer's perspective. Yeah. What do you what's the best way to spot greenwashing? Would you say?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it, it's so tricky for consumers because, you know, you don't want to spend a lot of time, you know, in a fast fashion store or something looking for a T-shirt. So you, you try to do your best and you grab that thing. Um, but some of those easy heuristics, you know, are just easy symbols that they show you. So it's often the green tag, the the brown, sort of rough brown paper. We see that a lot at some of the, the major retailers. Um, pictures of the earth, as I said, pictures of bees, trees, leaves all of those things are appealing to us, certainly go over to those products because it may well be, you know, be a sustainable product. But look on that for some information because often what they're doing is just making very general claims or they just have those pictures and there's no backup. There's no way to find any more information. There's no kind of small print telling you what they actually do. So...
0: Yeah, that uh, sadly is going to be not easy, uh, not, not an easy thing to do. And, and look, who has the time? That's, that's the other thing. And, and look, if, if people have the time, they want to do that research and they want to really look into things, that's fine. But there's going to be a lot of folks that do not necessarily have the time to do that, which is what kind of makes the greenwashing thing so dangerous is these companies can just, you know, put out the nice ad like Apple and think, all right, we've 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 solved that problem. We've, uh, we've kind of pulled the wool over the eyes of, uh, of some of these people that might be buying this product and, and we're going to move along here. And and that's I guess why it's so uh, insidious the greenwashing thing, right?
1: Absolutely, it's it's so easy. And I, I wouldn't even say that all marketers are trying to trick us. I know I use the the term trick, right. but often it's just accidental, right? They I was going to ask you that. Like, like it, if, is this malice know, or is this
0: incompetence? I guess was uh, was was one of the questions <laughs> I had on my list here
1: i ask that question in many things yeah, right yeah. Not, <laughs> either you're lying to me or you're really incompetent um, so I, i'm not always sure Uh, And so I think that's where we need need rules. And our definition doesn't really get to whether you meant to do it. So it's greenwashing if you did it. So if your marketing department is incompetent and they keep greenwashing, (laughs) then maybe you want a better marketing department. But in many places we have laws coming down the pipeline that are going to tighten up what is possible. So if your marketing department is doing these things accidentally um, and you're you're running a company, this is the time to get them some education greenwashing and make sure that you don't get into legal hot water on this as well because it's been a bit of the wild a wild west out there with very few regulations for a long time
0: so i want to talk about the laws that are coming down the pipeline in a second but uh, first i want to talk about the laws that are already on the books because i know uh there's been fines for companies that have uh, made misleading or outright false claims from an environmental perspective and we've seen that a few times i know i remember uh volkswagen getting into a whole lot of hot water a few years ago but but, uh, there's been other examples, uh, Canadian specific examples, uh, about this. So there are laws on the books right now that do try to prevent this, right? There
1: are absolutely, um, and it, there's been a. It's been a little hard to enforce them, you know, in Canada. I think we're seeing more and more activist groups bringing companies up before the competition bureau uh, on these cases. Uh, we saw a famous case with Curig in Canada, Royal Bank of Canada is uh, up before the Competition Bureau on greenwashing right now. There's a couple more I know about that, that are probably going to be um, whatever registered and reported to the Competition Bureau shortly. Um, in Europe, there's numerous cases happening right now. So if you're selling your product into Europe at all, then companies should really be concerned. Um, And then things starting to tighten up a lot in the US. So um, California just puts through some new requirements about um, companies having to define their emissions. Uh, The Securities and Exchange Commission in the US is tightening up on green claims and investments. So you can't just have a mutual fund that's like the do good mutual fund anymore. You actually have to prove that that's what you're doing which, you know, seems seems novel, but it's important legislation to have. So a lot of different aspects happening uh, all at once here. So companies really need to be aware of this if they they think they might be stepping into the greenwash zone. And that's really what we're trying to do with our report. It doesn't go through all the laws, but it's trying to give, you know, some structure, some sort of peer-reviewed research. Say This is what you should look at. Check these things out.
0: Uh, yeah, the Keurig case, for folks who don't remember, I think this was last year, like early last year, it was about $3 million they were fined and they had to donate $800,000 to, uh, to charity on top of that for environmental causes uh, just because they had said that their K-cup pods were recyclable and uh, they were in british columbia and quebec but they were not everywhere else so that was the that was the fine for that so there are uh definite real world costs to these companies if they are going to uh uh mislead uh their their consumers and 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 product buyers that way right
1: yeah absolutely craig and and those are only only getting higher right now
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, so, what should are there any laws or anything related to this that, in your estimation, should be on the books that are not right now? Is there anything that uh, that that government should be doing to make sure this doesn't happen, or are the laws already on the books and they just need to enforce them? How do you How do you feel about that?
1: Well, I I think a little bit of both. So the the one that really worries me right now, you know, some of these consumer claims as we we're talking about on a T-shirt or something, I I think consumers are getting a lot more aware of those. So I'm I'm not as worried. My 20 year old students are all over this. So good. They love watching for greenwashing. But the ones that really worry me now is I, I think cus- companies are getting uh, much more aware that consumers are watching for greenwashing. And you know, and somebody can prove your greenwashing in the present. I can go look into it and say, hey, look, this T-shirt isn't actually uh, sustainable like you claimed. But so we see a lot of shift to what we in this uh, report called a special form of greenwashing future washing, um, where companies are saying, hey, it's hard to lie in the present right now. But if I say by 2030 or 2050, I'm going to be net zero or I'm going to be sustainable and I put these promises out in the future, that's still going to appeal to a lot of consumers. But it's very hard for anybody to sue me right now. right? Yeah. Who knows? I might be there by 2030 or 2050.
0: Yeah. We'll talk about yeah. it in 2050. But for now, here's what we're doing. Yeah, no, I get yeah,
1: it. I won't be CEO anymore. So yeah, cares, right? <laughs> that'll be so.
0: somebody else's problem. Yeah, we can pay the fine then.
1: Exactly. So those are the ones that uh, are really my big concern right now. And I think are just starting to get a lot more regulator attention, a lot more legal attention. Um, but it's certainly tracking several years behind uh, when companies start making use of these. So.
0: So there's been a big impact. So, Ren, uh, what do you want to see companies do then? Uh, if 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 a company calls you up and says, Ren, listen, we we want to really avoid greenwashing. Look, our marketing department screwed up again. Uh, what, uh, <laughs> what advice would you have for someone who called you and asked about that with their company? I know it's hard to do it with a generic company, but uh, do your best for me.
1: Absolutely, and and uh, you know that's what we're trying to do with this report. Um, I also set up a website that kind of collects my um, and a colleagues' greenwashing research, uh, and we're happy to chat with people. And that's at greenwashingaction.com. It's the Greenwash Action Lab. We just set that up, so those are publicly available. You can look at that stuff. Do it yourself uh, in a company, but I, I when I talk to companies, there's so many that want to do the right thing, which you know encourages me that want to be authentically green and they're actually the ones that are most affected by greenwashing you know if i spend a few extra bucks on a t-shirt what's really the impact to me but if i'm a company that's spending a lot of money on on trying to do the right thing and change all my operations and i have a competitor that's just saying they're doing it but hasn't actually put any time and, and effort and resources into it then that's a huge uh impact on you, so um, I'm. I would really like to work with companies, or I'm trying to work with companies uh, to push for for more legislation to call out those ones that are greenwashing, so that the companies that are actually doing the hard work can can benefit from that.
0: And and I'd like to see that too, just because I I feel very strongly. <laughs> about in this world where we're in when there's so many different things that you have to really look at and say hey is this real is this not we've seen a proliferation of that with social media and things along those lines the big companies at the very least should try to be somewhat honest with us and and I know there's a mix of hey we tried to be honest and we we, you know we didn't hit our goal and and there's outright attempts at dishonesty I understand there's a mix of those things there but uh, you know you should at least try to be honest with us with your giant marketing departments that's that's I don't think that's too much for us as consumers to ask
1: yeah i don't think so at all i don't think so at all and i i think what we're going to see is um the the financial aspects of the business the operations people much more involved in what goes out as a marketing claim because they need to be thinking okay can we back this up um, so for a long time, I think the marketing department was sort of left on its own to do this. Nothing against our fabulous marketers. They weren't given the support they needed. Um, but I think companies that are, are dividing the sustainability function across um, aspects of the organization are going to be in trouble. This is a, a cross-organizational effort. So, uh, so get everybody on board to make sure what the marketers are putting out is is legitimate.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I think so too. Is there anything else, Ren, that you wanna uh, make sure that we talk about or, uh, or or make sure that our audience knows about before we wrap up our conversation here?
1: Yeah, absolutely, Craig. And this has been such a pleasure, but um, a term that's coming out a lot right now is something called green hushing, which I think is really interesting um, and people may come across. So we've studied it for a while, but I'm seeing it a lot in media. And this is where some companies are saying, hey, this is really tricky out there. I might get pushback from stakeholders, um, et cetera. So I'm going to do the sustainability things, but I'm just not going to talk about it. So if we talk about that walk the talk, this is people or companies that are actually walking, they're doing really well, but they're deciding not to talk about it. So we might think that's great. you know. Sure, they're doing the hard work, they're not advertising, but it concerns me because I think we want consumers to see, look, this is what the good companies are doing. We want regulators to see, hey, look, the bar is really high. You can do this Um, and and kind of push the envelope and push others ahead. So green hushing is something not quite as concerning as greenwashing, but something I think is important to keep your your eye on too and for us to to encourage companies to speak about what they're doing, but just be, be honest about it.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I would like some honesty too. And and I, I know that it's it's a little bit different when companies present themselves as greenwashing to the government and, and, and lie about that. But, you know, if, if if governments have real life goals as far as carbon neutrality and net zero and things along those lines, that's great. But that means that everybody who's coming to the table has to be telling the truth. And if we're not all telling the truth, then we're not going to accomplish any of those goals.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think this is where some of the financial uh, and disclosure regulations coming down the pipeline. Europe is far ahead on this. The SEC, Securities and Exchange Commission in the U.S., is probably going to be a pretty fast follower that just require, just like your financial reports, you know, it's legally required that you report on different aspects of sustainability. So I think that will help slash force people to be much more truthful about this, which will be a nice step.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I think so as well. Well, uh, Ren, thank you so much for doing this. I, I really enjoyed the conversation. I'm glad that you could spend uh, uh, a couple minutes talking about this uh, report with us. Again, if, if someone wants to look at the report themselves and, and look at the work you've done, where can they go online to find it?
1: Absolutely. Um, If you just search Greenwash and Ivy, I think the report should uh, pop up. If that's not working for you, greenwashaction.com is uh, my new site that we're just trying to Put some of this stuff up so people can freely access it and have it all in one spot
0: yeah greenwash and if you're listening to this on on one of the, the 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 standard pod catchers there's going to be a link to this in the description of the podcast uh uh ren thank you so much for doing this i i really appreciate the the conversation it was a good one
1: yeah, an absolute pleasure, Craig, and thank you for your interest.
0: No, glad, glad to do so. Uh, it's uh, Red Montgomery, who's an associate professor of sustainability at the Ivy School of Business here at uh, Western University. That's all the time we have for this edition of the Craig Needles podcast, which, of course, you can find at ClassicRock981.com and LondonNewsToday.ca. The Craig Needles podcast is brought to you by Clearview Autoglass. With a bit of bad luck, your windshield took one for the team, and you've got to get it replaced. The good luck is you've got Clearview Autoglass. Certified in aim Lane Departure Camera Calibration Service, Clearview Autoglass will replace your windshield quickly and safely to ensure the integrity of your vehicle. And they will submit your claim directly to your insurance company for you. Plus, they'll give you a $25 gift card. Don't just drive, enjoy the view with Clearview Autoglass. 540 Clark Road and London.ca. The Craig Needles Podcast is a presentation of the Blackburn Media Podcast Network.